everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 536, recording today live the 13th of June 2018. It's a Wednesday, because every Wednesday uh, is Sonic Talk Day, and today is no different. In fact, we've got a bumper crop of people, although we're not entirely sure how it's going to work out. We have uh, lots and lots of folks. We're talking about music technology, software, synthesizers, iOS stuff, controllers, you know, production, live shows, all of that kind of thing. So if that's the sort of thing that interests you and it's your first time, stick around. And stick around long enough because we got a competition where you can win a copy of Isotope's Vocal Synth 2, which is an uh, amazing vocal synthesizer with lots of different features. Uh, and we want to say thank you very much to them. And also, don't forget, we've got uh, our friends at Revoice Pro are running a sale. Uh, well, they're actually uh, Synchro Arts. The Revoice Pro 3 is 30% off. If you go to bit.ly slash Revoice 30, that will get you through and you can uh, claim your 30% uh, off. And that's, I think, running till June the 30th. So uh, get stuck in if you're looking for the ADR, harmonizing, double tracking, that kind of stuff. Well worth uh, checking out. So um, we will now say hello to our chat rooms. We've got folks in the YouTube chat room, sonicstate.com, uh, sorry, youtube.com forward slash sonicstate forward slash live. Uh, join us there. The, if you subscribe to the channel, you'll get a notification when we are live. We often go live a little bit earlier. Uh, today I was uh, running the preview of our uh, Pittsburgh Modular Microvolt 3900 review. So you get a chance to check that out. That'll probably be coming up in the next couple of days anyway, uh, properly. Uh, and we've also got our folks, our friends at uh, the IRC chat room, which is sonicstate.com forward slash live is where you can find all that stuff. So uh, I want to say thank you to uh, you for showing up, <laughs> all you chatties. And we'll say hello to some people as well. Because we've got, uh, let's start with, uh, oh no, that's the wrong button. Let's start with Robbie Bronneman, who's there at, uh, I guess, uh, is it still Robot Studios? Robot Studios 2? How do you describe no. it? No, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of a name at the moment. Are you still nameless? Nameless studio. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got you. Yeah. I'm just going to turn Rich down while they get there because everybody's on uh, camera mics today, which means it's a little bit apart from Yoad. It means it can be a little bit loud. Oh, there we oh, go. We've got okay. time. Rob, so Robbie, um, music producer, yeah. uh, composer, um, live music uh, director, musical yeah. di MD, I think for Howard Jones. You're out on the road a lot as well at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, it's just our weekends. We were in Sweden this weekend and Germany the weekend before. It's all kind of festivals, but I've just got back from a stint in LA working with some artists. So, yeah, it's been good. Excellent. And I'm Glad just work, working here. Two weeks at home, working at home in my little place, which I'm looking forward to. Ah, right. Okay. So you've got your, you've got your kind of your, your home setup set up now, I suppose, right? Have you changed yeah, anything since last time? Um. Uh, not really. I've just rationalised it all down a little bit. Got less hardware just because there wasn't the room in here, um, and I had somebody in to sort of measure the room and get it all sounding good. And it's yeah, it's great. So um, yeah, yeah, less is I, more. I'm digging your kind of uh, blockbuster slash Simmons slash Reason shaped yeah. uh, pads behind you, which I guess are soundproofing of some kind, right? Well, they're all over the ceiling as well. They're um, you can't see. I've got big giant ones. They're um, ultimate support. Make them. Ah, okay. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, although they actually, I should say they did make them. They stopped making them because people thought they were too eccentric. So I got all the last ones. All right. So you got the job lot. I don't suppose you could move your camera down a little bit. You're looking a bit yeah. like where's okay. Wally there. But lovely to have you, How's Robbie. That? Uh, yeah, that's perfect. Thank you very much. Great to have you aboard. And let's see who's next. So let's uh, go over to Mr. Yoad Nevo, who is uh, there in his facility in London. Today we have the wall of guitars, Yoad, right? How are you anyway? <laughs> Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, glad to be back. 
Um, I've actually I've not been away. I've been here working in the studio, but I couldn't make it last week. Um, yeah, I'm here in my studio. This is just to um, kind of remind people that I'm a guitarist. Not that anyone is interested, but uh, you know, we're talking about synths all the time. And uh, uh, but but my kind of beginning was uh, as a guitarist. So or maybe I need to remind myself, and maybe that's why I'm sitting here anyway. Yeah, I know I can I can dig that. Okay, so I did talk to you a little bit about this beforehand, but so uh, as you've got such a lovely selection of guitars up there, what's your favorite guitar of the moment? Um so basically when I was younger I had my guitar which was a Strat uh which like I told you before I foolishly exchanged for uh, I I swapped for a Proteus 1 8 megabyte extension for horrible sounds with, with horrible sounds <laughs> um, but that used to be my guitar and i had one guitar and that was my guitar and these days i have loads of guitars i have two other walls with acoustic guitars and other guitars and stuff and i don't have the one which is which is a bit of a shame um i i love my um sg which is a really good 74 um sg i really love it and i love my SG2000, this Yamaha, which I really love. But, you know, it's just one of many. So I pick, I pick the one that I need to play the, the, the next eight bars in a chorus uh, when I do occasionally, and then I put it back. So this is my life at the moment. Ah, okay. So you're overdubbing and adding, and uh, one of those things. Well, anyway, thank you for sharing that. Uh, right now, we've also uh, I should I should point out, Yo Neva is a music producer, writer, and also does uh, develops plugins uh, for Waves. Uh, he's been working on a project for quite some time, which uh, I'm hopefully one of these days we'll find out exactly what it is. It's uh, it's it's getting it's kind of getting close now. Excellent. Well, I look forward to that. And uh, we also have in the blue corner, Mr. Rich Hilton and Ty Unwin together. How can this be? How are you, chaps? <laughs> is, is this your first time of actual physical uh, togetherness? No, no. Ah, no. OK. Couple, All right. We, we did it a couple of months ago. Ah, right. Uh, okay. I, did it. Uh, I was on tour here and I had a day free and I was able to get a train up towards uh, Ty's place and was lucky enough to get to see the place and be shown around some awesome countryside and shown some uh, stupidly frightening vehicles that I was very impressed with. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we had a great day together. Really a man time. day. It just turned out yet like a day or two ago this started to terminate this idea. And uh, I just rolled into this hotel room 15 minutes before the show. Nice. And I and I I kind of rolled in one minute before the show, and then had to disappear and pay the parking. So anyway, so we're, we're here. That's yes. Amazing. Well, I should point out I've I've sort of bodged the titles a little bit there. Rich Hilton, of course, uh, on tour with Chic. Uh, not a show tonight, but you played a live TV show last night, and also uh, doing lots of shows in the UK and uh, quite a heavy schedule the next few days, right? Yeah, I'm thinking of establishing a mailing address here. <laughs> <laughs> P.O. Box. Does anybody do that anymore anyway? Does anybody actually have a post box? But anyway, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to be here a lot in the next few months. 
Right. Well, hopefully we'll get the opportunity to look at look out for you as well. And of course, on the mm-hmm. right hand side there, we have Mr. Ty Unwin, uh, music composer, media composer, film composer. Well, having a day off, I guess, if you're not there. Kind of, yeah. Afternoon and evening off. Yeah. Nice. So it's, it's look at me. Look at me being all clever. <laughs> so does that mean you were up all night finishing the cues that you would have ordinarily done this afternoon? Yes. I had a deadline this morning, a deadline yesterday morning, and a deadline Monday morning. So yes is the answer. Oh, well, it's lovely to have you folks and uh, uh, much appreciated. Uh, As with customary with the summer, it's always kind of a little bit light on the ground. It's the season of iOS and software releases and all this. So uh, let's start with a a bit of interesting synth news. Uh, This was... uh, uh, the uh, the Valkyrie Poly VA, uh, they've now teamed up with Waldorf and it's going to be coming out as the Kyra and that's a kind of new look for it. It doesn't look kind of the same as it did before. And it turns out that uh, Manuel Caballero, who's the guy who made it, and it was very much in the, you know, if you look at the original here, it was very much a kind of inspired by the virus look. They've obviously changed that up quite a bit and um, now Waldorf are going to be involved in bringing it out. And I think that was very much what he was hoping for by sort of showing up, being creating a splash, the cosmetics were sort of not that relevant. It was more a question of finding someone to collaborate and bring the whole thing to market. Because uh, just to refresh your uh, memories, 128 stereo voices, loads of effects, tons of kind of unison and detune and all that. So VA, but he made it all himself, designed everything in sort of evenings and weekends over four years. So it's kind of a big deal. And uh, so now it's going to be out. I think they're talking uh, NAM 2019 for the final thing, around about 1,800 euros. I don't know, Robbie, I don't think we have got your opinion on this i can't remember whether you were on the show for that because it was yeah. like the only synth <laughs> from uh, yeah from uh, yeah. from music messer yeah i looked it up it's great isn't it i mean it's it's super powerful lots of polyphony all that kind of stuff and i don't think there's anything really in the market with that kind of feature set at the moment was there that was no. kind of that in that kind of form factor so i think you know I, i'm sure it's a dream come true for him to get picked up by someone like waldorf i thought it was interesting because i remember him saying that he wanted to have it out by this summer and even with a company like Waldorf, with all their manufacturing capabilities and everything, it's coming out in you know January of next year. So that's more the reality, I guess, of getting a product like that to market. Yeah, I suppose so. And I don't know how much change there will be, you know, because obviously just from that yeah. photo, it looks like there's a bit of gooey change, and they may well change the actual uh, the actual OS a little bit. I mean, who knows? But uh, yeah, interesting stuff. So, I know, yeah, Ad, I mean, we uh, we weren't kind of all that impressed je- uh, as a whole uh, from the thing because it felt too virusy in a, in a way. So, but now maybe this will add a bit of extra flavour to it, and it, it will kind well, of become uh, something a bit more. Sure, nothing wrong with the virus. I love my virus. I have the first one from '98, I think, or '97, or something like that. Uh, love it. Um, it, it sounds from from the video I watched. It sounds kind of virusy in the sense that it sounds digital, but in a but it, it's kind of digital and proud of it. So it's not trying to be. Maybe it is trying to be, but it sounds digital and it sounds nice. Um, it's the the kind of the the specs are very impressive. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether Waldorf. I mean, it's kind of. Um, you know whether Waldorf will will put their famous um, PPG wavetables in or add yeah, they, some of they, those. It's like they've got a warehouse full of them. It's like the uh, Roland D beams, isn't it? They've got to keep sh- <laughs> shifting them out. Exactly. exactly. They, they've got so uh, many they've got to get but, rid of. <laughs> but uh, what I was what I was really impressed with with was the 
some of the plucky sounds or the kind of keyboardy sounds that that he played on the on the video which which i i don't think i know any other kind of um something with an analog like a sub subtractive or even a wave table that that quite sounds like that it sounds very punchy it sounds like something you can almost like an an, an early days um rd whatever 200 or something the roland thing which which like is, is an electric piano and was analog so it's a, it's it seems very playable and uh, one thing i don't really get is 128 stereo voices what does stereo mean does it does it mean that it has a panning for each voice maybe because, each oscillator you know, within, within each voice possibly i don't know yeah so sure. but but it's a little bit i'm not sure what that means because obviously if it has uh, stereo oscillators it means that it has stereo filters and stereo vca which means 256 filters so <laughs> yeah. i'm not you know what i mean so i'm not quite sure what does that mean uh but it's but otherwise it's it's it seems very uh very impressive i i think that what's the what's the um the the the, the kind of current virus um What's it called? The Indigo or the T one, the T one two, yeah, T one two. I think it it you know it gives it a good run for its money. Um, yeah, it may well do. Yeah, I mean, I guess we yeah. need to hear. But I mean, as with all of these things, you know, I mean, I know Ty, uh, you were not especially uh, thrilled at the prospect of it. But I mean, now maybe if it becomes Waldorfed, there might be uh, it might take a slightly new direction and kind of you know have a bit more of its. I I completely agree. This was a funny one for me because I I didn't slate it. I just I just said with with the um, with the greatest with respect, was, with you know the greatest respect. I didn't slate. Okay, I did slate it. And uh, but what I said was with all of that power and all the all the facilities and the the tech they had in there, I was just expecting greater things. That's all I really said. And but it's actually quite funny because after that, it was one of the few things where. There was a genuine backlash with people going, you know, kind of, what? You don't know what you're talking about. And how can you say this? And poor guy's doing it by himself. And do you know what? I, I actually was slightly harsh on it, I think. But I still stand by the fact it didn't do anything that was that special. But it has all the promise in the world. And I have to say, I knew a few weeks ago that someone big was taken on board, but I didn't know who was taking it on. And it being Waldorf, I have to say, um, I, I, a company who I really, I really like, and having a bit of Waldorf in there can only be a good thing. And as I said from day one, though, I wish him all the best. But I think from his point of view, um, giving his baby to Waldorf, you know, there are worse companies to give it to, and I think they'll do a really good job with it. A really yeah, well, job. I hope so too. And and um, also, they might get some of that kind of. Uh... Uh, Axel Hartman love because he designs a lot of their stuff, so mm. he might he might get a bit of Axel Hartman design, which I, I, I'm sure anybody would be pleased to have. I know, Rich. I I, I guess you know this yeah. is. I don't know whether it this is kind of falls in your field of interest. I suppose it'd be useful to have a synth with so much power for live stuff because you know all of that juice you could, you know, in one box would be useful. I think we might have covered that in the past. Does this uh, does this have any uh, other interest for you? Yeah, it's interesting to me. I'm just kind of clueless about it. I didn't have time to prepare for the show no. so i didn't really get what you mean you'd be working but yeah i don't know if it's you know useful to me in in this gig but uh it's very interesting 
I wonder if it's, uh, if it, like I say, you know, the, the Waldorfification, if that's a, a thing. Well, it is now. I've said it. I think that might be a show title. I'm going to write that down. Waldorfification. Because I, I like the sound of that. I don't know what it looks like written down. Might actually end up giving it uh, Waldorfification. Oh, that does look weird. Waldorfification. Yeah, why not? We'll You're going in that. the dictionary by next year. Uh, well, do you think? I, I tell you what, that would be a great. Anyone? Anyone had? I know. Um, uh, who is it? There's. Uh, um, I know somebody. Tr- it's Gaz. Gaz tries to get words in the dictionary, doesn't he? I mean, I'm sure one day he will. That would be awesome. I, can't I think. Remember. I think uh, just Waldorfif- Waldorfication is enough. Yeah, Waldorfication. Waldorfification. Yeah. Maybe. All right. I'll, I, I, we'll take it to committee before I finally commit it in uh, in typography. Um, but yeah, so. I just think it's interesting that there's that it's been picked up and there's this story because normally this this is sort of behind the scenes business stuff you know but because he came out yeah. and just sort of went here it is who wants it and uh, it got picked up it kind of it just makes a, a, a bit of a change from our usual uh, uh, story fair um, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do because we've got two slots to, this week I'm gonna come in and uh, and just bring in uh, uh, our uh, isotope slot just so that we can uh, we can we can get it out of the way and uh, got room for some more things so. As you know, vocal synth, uh, we've got actually a... Pre- uh, I'm feeling just come out. We've got a preview coming up of it. All new Biovox module, loads of new effects, lot of stuff going on under the hood that's different. New vocoder, more bands, loads of effects, uh, new effects, and some really great sounding stuff. The vowel pad is particularly good. Uh, and the manipulation and the sort of variation of the sounds is uh, quite astonishing. Vocal synth is kind of a rebuild of the original vocal synth used for processing vocals. Uh, do check it out. Uh, you go to isotope.com forward slash vocal synth and you'll be able to download a 10-day free demo. Uh, we did have a competition last week. We ran one last week, uh, which was a Twitter competition. And we've got a winner who is the first winner of the vocal synth 2. Uh, this is of somebody called This Is Hexagram, who's... Uh, is, is like exagram. This is at this is exagram. Now I can really get my Daft Punk on, and actually you can. It can do all of that. So if you want to get in touch, uh, you have a copy of Vocal Synth Two, and we're running a competition this week, and we're looking for the hashtag Vocoder Love and the hashtag Vocal Synth Two to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's a Twitter competition. So the hashtag Vocoder Love one word and the hashtag Vocal Synth Two to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. If you tweet those, uh, we'll be able to pick a winner for next week, and you will be up for winning your own copy of vocal synth 2 which uh, I'm I'm going to try and run some analog synth through it and see what happens there because I think that could be quite an interesting idea too um, so uh, I was scooting around on YouTube uh, the other day and I found uh, I found a band that were doing sort of interesting things and I thought I'd play it because uh, like I say it's just one of those things this is a band called Paris Monster this is drummer uh, Josh Dion Jeff Crowley and this is a session they did for my night. He's playing a mofo. He's a great drummer, great singer. I'm waiting for the uh, modular stuff to come in because uh, Jeff Crowley plays some of the modular stuff and he's, it looks like he's pitch shifting his bass and playing lots of sort of frippatronics and fripp stuff. Anyway, I just thought, what a great drummer, what an unusual setup, what a kind of like weird, uh, weird way of thinking about it. But when you think about it, I mean, drummers often make really good uh, keyboard players because of the rhythmic aspect. And he's kind of using, 
his the syncopation of his hand, and he's actually quite not a bad keyboard player as, uh, as well. I know I, I'm rich. I'm gonna. I don't know if either of you got a chance to check this out, and you're just gonna go and give us your first impressions. But it's quite an unusual setup, and I just thought nice. I've seen him before, and I think he's brilliant. And uh, his drumming is fantastic. His whole concept is really cool. I dig. I dig this guy. And I did. There was a guy in New York. I believe his first name is Austin, who I saw once play this kind of thing where his left hand was doing many things, including keyboard work while his right hand was playing drum kit or vice versa. He was quite ambidextrous and multi, you know, multi timbral at the same time. So this is a cool thing that people are doing. And I think it's, you know, drum kit to begin with was something that was kind of thrown together out of a bunch of instruments in the orchestra bit. So there's no reason why you can't add keyboards or anything else to it. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. Go, go. From my point of view, it, I, I kind of separate it into two to two areas. In terms of his musicianship and in terms of his versatility and in terms of him as a player, I think I've seen this guy before. I've seen the videos that he's done. I think this guy is shit hot. He's, he's brilliant, proper musician, and he can play. I think from a creative point of view, it's great. I think from a, from a uh, compositional point of view, have more of a problem with the fact that the moment you're you are trying to do all of that once which i get why he's doing it but you then limit you're making limitations which sometimes work in your favor but then sometimes kind of work against you do you know what yeah. i mean because you have two hands and two feet and sometimes the you know kind of the limitations are oh have we got yeah, you, your video is frozen but your voice is still there Oh, okay. okay, we'll finish this. Okay, time. and so so basically, I just I just think sometimes from a compositional point of view, the limitations of what you can do, you know, with two hands and two feet, sometimes get in the way. But from a musician point of view, I think uh, I, uh, absolutely incredible. Yeah, I I really did. I, I just I, the thing is, it's almost enough just him. <laughs> the guy yeah. playing the bass is is a bit rat. You know, uh, Jeff Crowley it does the really interesting electronic stuff as well. Sometimes it just doesn't feel quite, you know, with a three-piece band and a two-piece band like Royal Blood or uh, uh, the White Stripes, there's there's this real kind of like visceral mesh between the two. And they don't seem to play on that so much, which I was surprised at, but still sounded good. I don't know if you agree with that, Robbie. Yeah, I mean, a um, few things. I just, I remember doing, having Robert Fripp came and did Frippatronics in Bristol at a session for me once. Wow, really? He brought all his gear. It was actually it was the studio. What was the studio that um you were you were um the coach house? What coach was the house. studio he had after after coach house down the in Clifton? The old BBC studio. Made of Vale. Made of Vale, yeah, it was there. No, not yeah, made of Vale, not made of Vale, yes, um, not made of Vale. That's in London, what am I talking about? Yes, I know that uh, yeah, the the, the, the Clifton Down one, the yeah, back street, right. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I remember having him in to do a session, it was amazing. Um I've got that tapes of it somewhere, loads of unused stuff. Um uh, no, I thought I thought this was great. It reminds me a bit of um, there's a band I really love called Noah K N O W E R. There's a guy called Lewis Cole, I think, yeah. he's a jazz major, and he's like. But I went and saw them with Gaz in Bristol, and they had like a full band with a bass player, two keyboard players. It was just phenomenal. I, th I would say he was like the best drummer I'd heard since Steve Gadd. But he did that whole thing of playing keyboards and drums, and he has that kind of jazz thing where he doesn't even hardly cross his hands and doesn't break out into a sweat. But I went and saw them in L.A. recently and I, I brought all these friends along of mine, all like shit hot musicians. I said, you've got to come to this amazing band, turned up and there was a keyboard on stage and a drum, like a kick, snare and hats. And then that was it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, what have I brought my friends to? 
but it turned out they did they did an amazing show with just the two of them with visuals and all electronic and him doing it all with Ableton and doing this kind of drummer and you know keyboard thing so I think it's kind of cool that people are kind of pushing the boundaries of trying to do those kind of unusual kind of pairings He's a great songwriter, isn't he? I mean, Lewis Cole, he does, yeah. doesn't do, uh, do you yeah, want yeah. a ride in my blimp and I need to check my bank account. And it's really, his keyboard playing is incredibly syncopated. And like you say, his drumming is yeah. so groovy and it's not over busy. It's just yeah, what needs to happen. Yeah, it's no, really good. No, I thought that was great. It's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. I know, Johan. I mean, you know, I guess recording a band like that and kind of capturing that sort of thing might be quite challenging because, like, like uh, Ty was saying, there is a sort of limitation to the way that they can mm-hmm. work. But, I mean, I think they did a great job. I, I enjoyed the drum sound and I just thought, because I've seen other videos where he's not playing such a full kit and he doesn't have quite so far to go, but just almost one-handed drumming is, like, more than enough. It's Absolutely. really impressive. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think that these days with the demise of the hi-hat, you know, uh, yeah. because you can uh, it kind of makes sense and I like I like his sound a lot for me uh, musically and also sonically like in, the, in terms of the of the production I think that uh, the the kind of successor of uh, of white stripes is royal blood as you oh, mentioned yeah. Yeah. because because their sound is just phenomenal it's just amazing yeah and uh and and their energy uh, just really yeah and the energy and i think and i think that this type of setup maybe lends itself better to 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 more kind of rock stuff or more heavy stuff because then you can you can just get away with the with the the riff um, <laughs> with the not so rich chord progressions and all that dictated by the fact that it's only bass or you know uh, uh but you can compensate for that uh with with like massive stereo double guitars and all, uh, bass guitars and all that like royal blood uh do uh but yeah i'm you know it's 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 interesting i wonder how you know if you went to see a gig how would 40 minutes of that it's all quite it different, actually. I've because I've seen I've watched two or three tunes. I mean, that's quite a frenetic one. There's quite a lot of slow. There's there's a bit of um, sort of Lol George about him as well. He sings. He, there's a bit of Little Feet in there as well. It's not all just kind of that frantic sort of sound. It's, and and he, as a singer, I have to say he's really good singer as well. Yeah, right? yeah, Some of the absolutely. other tunes. So yeah, I know. Just, I literally, it was just a real random find. I think it was. It might have been on Facebook. That no, just definitely, said, definitely simple. worth. Uh, Definitely worth um, showing and mentioning. I think that from an engineering point of view, um, I like things where you know, obviously the 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 vocal mic it has a lot of drums in it. So I like things where you where you instead of fighting it, you kind of embrace it and you turn the the drums in the vocal mic to a part of the of the sound of the drum kit. And this and the way it's done here on that video is is shows it very well. So I like that kind of stuff in from an engineering perspective. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I guess because it wouldn't make sense to kind of go, okay, do the drums, then do you know it? it, it a live performance. No, it's all one would thing. Make, yeah, it would make it, totally. Yeah, it, exactly. It's it's one thing, and you have basically you have another drum mic which happens to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, and and it it kind of affects the way you can so you can't over process the vocal so it has to kind of sound quite natural and then you have to take into consideration that mic in how you process the overhead mics and things like that so it's it's yeah it's it's cool 
Interesting like idea. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, the processing. I mean, that's always the thing with singing drummers as well. I mean, particularly live, it must be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess it helps if you're not allowed. Drum. I don't know how. Uh, I, I never saw the White Stripes live. I don't know if any of you lot did, but I don't know whether Meg was a really loud drummer because she would sing as well, wouldn't she? So I, I don't know whether that was the case. But uh, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, going back to what he's saying about the Royal Blood. I thought that last Royal Blood album was phenomenal. It sounds sonically phenomenal. But I was having a chat with someone the other day because their whole ethos is that just the two of them live. So I guess splitting the sound between guitar amps and bass rigs, you know. Um, do you do you think the album they keep that ethos when making the album? They try and make it so that they can basically recreate the album live, or do you think there's a bit more going on? That's why mm. I was having this argument with someone about the other day. I don't know. It's I... such a such a polished sound. It's such a polished sound. That album. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, answers um, on a postcard. I think, I, I think that. You know, if something sounds good, then it sounds good. It doesn't matter. You know, for like yeah. like when Queen used to to mention uh, no synthesizers were used on the making of this album. Who cares? You know what I mean? If it sounds good, yeah, yeah. then it sounds good. Whether it's two guys playing or fifty, it, I don't think it matters. And if you and and the the, the kind of, uh, recreation of it is a whole different project and which which can yeah. be interesting with just two guys on stage or not or having more people and you know it's like you two in their concert they have uh, they have some oh, other the, people backstage playing stuff it, I, I think it, it, it all it's all down to whatever sounds good and 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 it serves its its purpose Mm. That's interesting. I don't know, Rich. I mean, you know, Chica in the uh, enviable position of being able to kind of play really well and have enough musicians to fill the sound out. I mean, has, it, uh, has that ever been discussed? You know, where it's like, well, we we should have the string section or the, you know, maybe we could fly that in, or would that just not work because you'd have to then work to some kind of click and it would just all be wrong? I'm not sh well. Uh, specific to Chic, it's not been discussed seriously, but there are times where we do it. One of them was last night. Um, quite often, uh, guest artists with whom we'll play will bring in their tracks to which we have to play. We're quite comfortable doing it. It's not that. And this gets into a sort of a philosophical discussion that I have about this. It's, it's a deal with the devil. And the reason why is because you gain a little bit and you give up something. And it's a question of whether what you gain is more valuable to you than what you're giving up and and whether or not you could have done it without it in the first place is also playing into that conversation mm. but um you gain a lot of possibility and and potential excitement and real uh tightrope walking kind of sensation of danger to the show and what you give and and you uh by playing it live and then by using tracks you gain consistency tempo consistency pitch consistency you gain consistency of all different kinds but in order to get that consistency you've given away any possibility of anything more special happening tonight than it was likely to happen last night or at least anything much mm, yeah that's yeah. a good point mm. i know you feel quite strongly about this tie as well you know so it's you know there is a, a an element that you know it's just like just do it <laughs> from your point of view well yeah absolutely yeah i mean you know kind of that's exactly my attitude to most things, to be fair. And, you know, I mean, I've got this at the moment because we're doing something with uh, Midgen uh, later in the year with um, uh, a BBC Proms thing. And, and 
we have this conversation, uh, that uh, it's about they're wanting to possibly use click tracks and and record it, you know, play two tracks for some of the um, more electronic sections with the orchestra. And I just, I just, I don't want to be, I don't think, want to be doing that. I want to keep it as live as possible and just, you know, if it doesn't sound like the record, so what? I, you know, I made the record and I don't care if it doesn't sound like the record. It just <laughs> needs to sound good. I can, you know, we can make it sound good, but I would rather do that and kind of avoid, if possible, the whole click things. But, you know, I don't get precious about these things. It's yeah. like, you know, kind of they were talking about, you know, how many synth players do we want? And to recreate the um, the, the full effect of the, the album, we were going to need, I think, probably another two synth players and another guitarist. And another... Forget all of that. I'll, I'll rearrange the bits that need rearranging. You know, the bits that are missing, I'll just knock up on a synth or a piano or something. And do you know what I mean? As long as it sounds good, I really have no problem yeah. with that that's interesting interesting i get i guess robbie coming coming back to you because i mean obviously yeah. you know the howard jones stuff is that there's it, some of it's live some of it's kind of uh, yeah, uh yeah. a lot a lot of it's live but some of it is kind of processed yeah, I mean, we're talk- computer wise yeah. so i mean we're touring at the moment with like a three-piece brass section and a guitarist and a electronic drummer electronic percussionist and howard and me so it's kind of you know the th- basically our philosophy is things that are like incessantly repetitive and like little sequences that are like 16s and things that's just going to be ridiculous for someone on stage to be going china look for like the whole song doing the same thing it just looks silly if you're never going to get it the consistency you're going to get from a machine so we those things we run and that creates a sort of a a sort of a sort of skeletal electronic kind of framework for all the other stuff to sort of breathe around it and that's kind of how we look at it Things that can be played, things that can be played and benefit from being played should be played. And things that are just like perfunctory in terms of their their motor rhythms or whatever, they should just they should just run because there's no benefit to seeing other people doing it. That's interesting. Uh, You have a contender for the title of the show there, incessantly repetitive. I like that. That has a certain (laughs) ring to it. That's that's a close uh, second or equal billing for uh, Waldorfification as well. Um, At at this point, we should just uh, bring in a message from... uh, Synchro Arts, uh, don't forget that we've got the, the 30% off of the uh, Revoice Pro 3. And I've got this little message for you. Have you heard about the deal you get from Synchro Arts? It's great for ADR and stacking vocal parts. Get 30% off. Audio switching up link. Harmony's always in sync. You want to run it. That's right, folks. I feel like I should come in with a kind of uh, Lothario-style voiceover here, like I'm emceeing some kind of uh, 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 old jazz show. But yes, if you want to check that out, go to synchroarts.com, or if you go via bit.ly slash revoice30, then they'll be able to measure this because they're getting the uh, exposure and it all makes everybody look good. You use that, don't you, Robbie? You would, I'm, I'm sure. Did you mention oh, that right. you use it? it? I've been using it since version one. It's probably one of my most valued pieces of software. That's one of my Desert Islands pieces of software. Really? I mean, it's just like I've 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 just used it to death on so many things. 
I mean, everything. I mean, it's, it's the kind of backbone of all my vocal production. That that and Melodyne together, those two things I just use. So, yeah, I would have to have those. So I thoroughly recommend it. Right. Okay. Well, that's an interesting yeah, thing. I, I concur. I got it because Robbie recommended it. And uh, it's fantastic. We were just saying, we were just talking about it while well, the advert was on. Great bit of kit. Excellent. Well, that's always good to have a bit of copacetic uh, join-uppery there. Um, all right, let's have a look. Uh, with, um, what have I got there? What's this one? Oh, yeah, here we go. This is uh, the new output uh, sample library arcade. Slightly cheesy advertising, but, you know, basically the idea is a loop synthesizer player, online library that enables you to tweak it. You can drop your own samples in as well. As we know, output stuff sounds really good and has a lot of uh, big fans. So this, I hope this may well Arcade work for them, or it may not. That has new content delivered every single day and tools to transform everything so it sounds like you. That's enough of that. Um, so yeah, I, I think the, the key phrase is it's the new content every day and is tweakable enough to sound like you, which is kind of what yeah. they were going. And we had a visit from uh, the CEO. He came down about six or eight weeks ago and showed us a kind of pre-release version of it. And it's very simple and straightforward. In some ways, it's quite similar in concept to the whole uh, uh, Loop Cloud kind of thing, Loop Masters thing. Uh, but rather than pulling samples in, you're pulling kind of complete kits and instruments that have lots of macros and effects and uh, um, variations that you play oh. on the black keys when you've got the 15 kits. And it, that you know their stuff, as we know, sounds good. I mean, as to whether or not it's going to work, it's obviously a subscription module. They're doing 100 free days, so you get three months to see whether or not it's something you want to do before and maybe print your stems before you might kind of then let your subscription lapse and pick it up again. But it's an interesting idea. I don't know how... Uh, Hello, Yoad, how do you feel about subscription stuff? I mean, I, I think if you're working all the time, it makes sense, right? Yeah, I'm for it. I'm absolutely for it. I think it's a great way of um, of um, almost like, you know, forcing the, the, the companies that you subscribe to to, to to come up with new updates and uh, and content and and, you know, keep on their keep them on their toes. Um, I love uh, I like the the output stuff. Um, I tried it. I, I I use Excel quite a lot, um, uh, and the rest of it I'm not too crazy about. For 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 the and the main reason being that it runs on contact uh, or in contact, and I think that this is great to see their departure from the contact platform and uh, into what I can. Uh, only imagine as a pro uh, their own kind of piece of software. Yeah. Uh, the concept of uh, of cloud content daily or weekly doesn't you know it doesn't matter because you're not going to wake up every morning at five a.m. and and run to see what, <laughs> what new the samples they've <laughs> they've uploaded. You know, uh, so uh, that's that's a, like a marketing thing. It's fine. Hmm. Um, I would definitely try it. I will give it a go. I I, I like the sound. I like the the, the the sound design aspects of it. I like the macro stuff. Um, you know, I'm struggling with contact. I, I, it's just too heavy and, and, and it takes a, a while to load. And, and if you have a project with several instances, it just takes forever to load. And then even once it's loaded, you click it and, and the, 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 the GUI 
takes forever to to open and all that so so i'm i'm quite pleased with the fact that they've moved out of uh, of, of that platform um and yeah i'm looking forward to to trying it it's interesting hmm. i know i tie you are um you you do you know you I know you kind of go for the library thing, but you're you're more of a, a and and the same sort of case you use every day. So a subscription model might make sense for somebody like you who's not a casual no, user. Yeah, subscription model. I cannot explain how much I hate the idea of subscription models. I detest it with such a passion. I think the the good thing about this one is they do say that once you buy your stuff, when you then stop subscription, you can then carry on using it. Uh, to the whatever level you've got to, you can carry on using it after you've withdrawn. Oh, really? I didn't catch so, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's a positive point. That's the plus point. But that for me is literally the only positive point. I should put things in context here that I love output stuff. I mean, properly love it. I like signal, rev, movements, Excel. They get used day to day, literally every day. I love their stuff. This is the first thing that they've released that I've just literally just everything's wrong with it. The idea of just just downloading loops every day. Don't download loops. Make up your own loops. Make How about being creative? How about doing your own stuff rather than just ripping something off? Mm. There was a time. Now, bear in mind that I have loads of music to write day by day by day. It will be so easy now to just download loops, download loops, press a button, press a note and it back what's the point in that? That's not being a composer. That's being a person that has the ability to press one finger on one note. Fair enough, the sound design element, the, the sound design element looks looks good. I also do like the idea that if you can, you want to, you can bring in your own material and use the same sound yeah. design. But the yeah. reality is how many people are actually going to take, take their own material and stick it in and use it basically as a ah. processor? The reality is most people will just be downloading loops that they've been supplied putting it in, pressing one note in. Every, I, I hate it. I hate the loop idea. I hate the subscription idea. There is not a single thing on this. I okay. loathe um, it. Loathe it. But uh, I love everything else that output do. Well, good uh, good okay. work there. Good oh. work there. So um, I'll come, well, I'll, if I go to Robbie and then come back to you, Rich, yeah. if that's all right. Okay. Rob, Please. Okay, so I've got things to say about this. Um, I've been using it for the last couple of days. I've tried it out. And... Um, what what I think is interesting is is like as we've kind of seen software instruments and you know sample libraries and all that kind of stuff develop and grow over the last twenty years. Kind of there was a time that when you were like really kind of very kind of tenacious, you would find all these weird little companies that did plugins and stuff, and you know you would kind of get on and use them, and the companies would perhaps really disappear and the plugins wouldn't last long or whatever. But you kind of the people who were kind of tenacious were able to find the really creative tools that could do stuff that was kind of quite different and original. After spending time in places like LA and you go around studios, I don't know how many times I had people in sessions in about five different projects that I was doing over there where people came in, singers and went, oh, could you just load up that library Excel? Oh, could you just load up that library Rev? Uh, could you just load up? There's all these common libraries, you know, as these companies like Output and Native Instruments become like really big entities and like with lots of financing and, you know, they seem like really stable entities for a long time. Everybody buys all this stuff as soon as it comes out. And everybody, like Ty says, the reality is they just sort of rinse everything out of it. But I would say that I have actually been putting my own sounds into it. And there are some really creative things you can do with, this, with the stuff you, they've got in there with your own samples. So... I would say 
it's worth a it's worth an experiment for people who are really into doing their own stuff because it's, I've I've got some really good things in the last couple of days. Oh, okay, that's an are, they, are, are they things that you couldn't get with other plugins? Yeah, but I think because there's a convenience because there's quite a few really interesting tools that are all lumped together in the one, and so you could probably do it if you like mashing loads of tools by twisted tools and all these other people who make all these interesting plugins but sometimes it's just nice it's like having a channel strip of weirdness isn't it as opposed to kind of just having to cobble together an effects wrap of weirdness mm -hmm. okay yeah. so rich <laughs> how do you yes. uh, where, where do you where do you sit on this well, as, regards, as, as regards this as regards this particular piece of software i'm not that familiar with it and as i said i didn't do my homework but yeah. To your question about subscription models in general, I would have to say I feel very similarly to Ty about this. And there's a whole load of reasons why, none of which have to do with my very, very dear friends who own software companies trying to make a living, which I do respect and I understand why the subscription model is as desirable to them as it is to your cable company, to your cell phone provider, or to anybody else who gets to send you a bill every single month of your life. <laughs> so, you know, the heating company, the phone company. Um, but nobody's plugins are that valuable to me, period. And I won't let them be. So I'm, if I'm not using, you know, the, my friend over here's plugins this week, I'm using my friend over there's plugins next week, and I'm going to use something else the following week. And I actually like changing up the way I do things as much as I like doing them. So being locked into... Nobody but my friend Colin, for example, who makes some of the greatest stuff there is out there, DS, DSP, um, being locked into just his and feeling like because I'm spending whatever, it's cheap, it's dirt cheap and stuff, but whatever it is, if I'm spending every month, I start to feel compelled to keep using it. And I'm right. not necessarily looking for that kind of creative stimulation. Yeah, I see. I take your point. I, I mean, I suppose, look, I mean, look at looking at it, I mean, 10 bucks isn't very much. You know, it's not like a fifty buck or a, a hundred buck thing. Do, which they want might... ten bucks for this one plugin. No, ten bucks a month. A month per month for all yeah, the content. Yeah, this one plugin. I guess, but uh, McDowell yeah. will give you the whole farm for twelve bucks a month or thirteen bucks a month every. I suppose. I, I suppose. But I suppose yeah, the thing is, is because so they've got a lot guys, of this extra. These guys might have some nerve, and that's fine. But um, no, never for me. No, I'd much okay. rather buy it. If I, if I need it bad enough, I could, buy it. If I'm not willing to buy it, I, I don't need it bad enough. I, can I just say one thing? I think it's interesting. There's a company called, is, I think it's Sample Phonics, and I bought quite a lot of their stuff in the early days, and I used it in Stylus and did all sorts of stuff matching up, and they changed their model to this kind of subscription where you can download stuff all the time. You're annoyed. And I just, I was in situations where I was places where the internet wasn't very good and all this sort of thing. And it was just like it was just like a total. It was hampering my production because I was like, "Oh, I'd yeah. like to get that sound that I used to have. Oh, I can't get it. I can't get it because the internet's too slow." And you know, these kind of things which rely on always having permanent link-ups and all this kind of thing, it doesn't suit everybody because everybody isn't permanently on. Like, I've got like 250 megabytes a second upload and download here, but everybody doesn't have that, you know. And it's um, I mean, those. And I think I think that's you know, yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's, well, but, I mean, that's, but, that, that's a good point that, that, that Robbie said, because, I mean, I, I used to um, have some of the samplephonic stuff, and when they became noise, I just thought, do you know what, for emergency, kind of emergency material, this is kind of worth the subscription. It was nothing. If you if you bought a certain amount, it was peanuts a year. I, I can't remember what it is now. But I'm, I'm on that. 
there we go. Well, I, do you know, I don't even think I pay that. They did some kind of offer. And anyway, so, so I, I, I bought this thing and I think it's been going now for about two years. And there was literally one occasion about a year ago where it was the early hours of the morning. I had a huge deadline next morning and my head was completely fried. We've all been there and I had to work. I had to deliver. And I just thought, and I just thought, God, I haven't used this noise thing. This will be perfect. I'll just get some loops, just fill up. You know, I had to fill up two minutes or something, get some loops. I sat there and I was there for about two hours just searching through, trying to find something that was going to be suitable. And I suddenly realized that I just wasted two hours trying to find something that will work. That you could have made, yeah. It would have taken less time to yeah. just sit down and write it. And that was kind of it. And that's the only time I've used use that even though i've got a subscription on that i mean that's okay the only okay i need to, i need to come back to Johan because you're, you're, yeah. you're I, i'm so what's interesting there is i mean th there seems to be a resistance to this notion of the, the rental thing and mm -hmm. the cloud thing i mean which whereas for you it suits your workflow because i mean partly Absolutely. because because you work in different locations but they're 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 generally the same locations so you know when you're in tel aviv or wherever you you know what you're getting when you get there you know your internet's going to work you know yeah this, i that, think yeah. i think that there's i think that there are a few aspects of, of that one is psychological i think that people you know tend to want to to own their car tend to own to to want to to own their vinyl and cds but now with spotify you know you don't need to own your music anymore it's subscription based it's fine so I don't see any any difference in that, um, and we we live in a world that, you know, you can say, well, the internet connection is not good enough. Well, if you don't have an electric electricity connection which is good enough, you won't be able to, you wouldn't be able to make your your job to do your job anyway. So obviously we rely on technology in order to to make what we do for a living. So. For me, I, I I think it's a it's a natural evolution to to the way things work and uh, and for me to buy one plugin for sixty dollars or one hundred dollars or whatever, I would rather get um, I would rather get everything and 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 subscribe to it um, like I like I do with Sample Phonics, which I I really love, uh, like I do with Splice, which I really love, um, and for me it's just a natural you know it's a sign of the times we live in and it's it's all good i i, I really i i you know for me to to hear such um kind of passionate resentment means um from everybody um means that there's uh there's an element which isn't only practical there's something psychological about it otherwise yeah. i don't think it would be everyone would be so passionate so um i i just you know i i don't see it that way for me everything it's all good it's all good i i some people may like it some people may not use it some people have not have don't have enough uh, like um yeah. use on the internet whatever but uh but that's that's the way of of things to come and there's I, yeah i, I think that i think uh, you might well be might, might well be right about that and I, but uh, i get your point there is an aspect of that i mean but it's interesting there was a lot of resistance to the concept of 
you know, not having your local music library. You know, they're all the sort of downloading your CDs to your iTunes library, so you mm-hmm. had local copies of it, but you still had your CDs. Just you know, yeah. it's an intra. I mean, there is a psychological step to be taken and a technological but step for it to be taken. Can, out. I, can I just say one thing? I, I, I think I think it falls into two different camps, and because I, I, I'm I, I'm not just saying this, but I've been a Waves user from early on, and I've been a Mercury from for years. And, and those kind of subscriptions where you've got a massive body of plugins that need to stay maintained and working with every OS and, you know, those kind of things I wholeheartedly support because, you know, you get all the extra plugins and you know that everything's going to stay up to date and all that. That doesn't rely on you endlessly having permanent internet connection. So those kind of subscriptions I, I, I like. It's just the subscriptions for lots of content that you want to get dynamically that I kind of struggle uh, a little I, bit. I, com- I understand. I completely it's understand. A, but yeah. but for, for me, my work relies on a good connection. You know, I work yeah. within Dropbox. Um, I share stuff all the time. I get files from everywhere. I send them everywhere. I work on different systems which are yeah. which are synced instantaneously. And for me, uh, I couldn't do what I do without a good connection. So... You know, yeah, so it's so it, 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 yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. I see. Interesting. Okay. Um, so well, if I, may, if I may for a minute. Yeah, um, go. I too bought Waves back in, you know, 1902 and uh, have been using Platinum ever since. And the, oh, the notion by the way, that thank you. Thank you both because you, you know. You're welcome. You, but you, the notion you, that I should have been <laughs> paying some number of dollars per month to go back and use Mondo Mod yeah. once a year. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. but the good thing, the only good thing, and if you can show me one other, I'd be really interested to hear it. The only good thing for the end user about subscription models is that if you need something right now and you only needed to use it for a week, you can buy it for 10 bucks or 20 bucks, use it for a week and be done with it. That's the only advantage I see to the end user. I see a thousand advantages to the software vendors. But I don't see very many uh, advantages to the end users of the subscription model, except that it looks like 12 bucks a month instead of 500 bucks when you buy it. And can yeah. I say, yeah, but... don't be no, done, well, yeah, but... make your own. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but, go, but, but go, going so back please, to going back to what things. else helps. How else does this help the end user? But I mean, but if, if I was to add up all the, I'm just going to do the waste thing because this is like the, the main model that I can think of. All the plugins that have been added to the Waves bundle over the years, if I'd carried on buying those as individual plugins when they came out, it would cost so much money. And they're, just, they're all just been available to me as and when they've become available. And I've been able to make sure that my system always runs with old you know, sessions. Like sessions I've been doing for 10 years can still load those plugins. And I know they're always going to be updated to the latest OS. So, and it's convenient because it's in one app and it just all updates all the packages you've got together. So I, I'm happy to pay my for that convenience. Like that too. I don't understand but it's why convenient, isn't it? exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, yeah. each manufacturer having their own software updating app now? Is that convenient? I guess. Okay. I got, I got like 10 of them now. Yeah, and Waves is yeah. one of them, and Isotope's one of them, and everybody in Native Instruments is one of them, and Archery is one of them, and everybody's got one. And it's, yeah, all right. But what you just described is exactly the way I interact with my Waves software. I don't see any difference. In other words, there's not is there some enormous stockpile of plugins being offered to subscription model people that I haven't seen in my platinum subscription that I've had for almost twenty years? I don't know about the platinum, but I certainly I've, I've I've had dozens and dozens of new plugins over the years in the Mercury one. 
So I've had yeah. plenty of updates with Platinum where they offer additional plugins along the way, and it just suddenly shows up in my account as something I can use that I didn't ask for, and that's great. I'm happy about that. But I'm still waiting to hear what's different. I suppose the no, thing I is, I suppose the thing is, I, I suppose the thing is, is it, it depends on what your working method is, what you need, and what you're using regularly. Yeah. And I think the thing is with something that's new like this output model is. It's a new thing. You know, there are, you know, however many plugins they already make, but these are a, a completely new set of things. So they will be coming, you know, they say they're going to, update, so they've obviously got a lot queued up and they're just going to kind of keep releasing them out and keep doing it. And it's the same with the Loop Cloud. There are tons and tons and tons. Of, and that Loop Cloud workflow actually is really cool. You know, we did a review on it. We had a great product presentation and working with it and just going, oh, what does that sound like? That's in my track at the tempo going through the effects channel I want. Yeah, that sounds great. I'll just drop it on the timeline. It's really easy. That you know, there are all these ways in which to access it. You know, and I guess the output method is slightly different. Again, it's just like here's a ton of content, and I think that's that's slightly obscure because you're not going to use all of it all the time. You know, and that's the point. And but I, I suppose by the same token, it's not a terribly expensive uh, uh, um, subscription. So you know, in terms of what you pay a month, you know, it's not the greatest outlay, and it may well help some people. But I suppose the issue is really, it, like you say, you know, once you start subscribing, you feel like you need to use it, and I think that's that's the thing that might philosophically, creatively limit. You know, when we're talking about content rather than uh, application, you know, and plugins and that sort of things, the fact that the content is something you feel compelled to use. So therefore, aren't you going to sound a bit like when they release the, they drop this amazing you know, loop library on Wednesday and everybody from Wednesday is going, oh, I'm going to make a track with that. And so we're all at yeah, the yeah, same yeah. time making the track using that great yeah, new library, yeah. you know. So I suppose I that's something. Be. No, no, I, I'm sure you won't be, uh, uh, Ty. But yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I see the point. But I mean, as to the, the wider point, I think it just depends on how it suits everybody. But yeah. yes, perhaps we could oh, draw a new concept. <laughs> what if you could buy every single plugin in somebody's inventory for $29 a piece? How does that change the industry? How does that force your good friends who've been slaving away at this business for 25 years to have to give away their stuff to compete with that? That's a, that's another idea, yeah. I mean, I suppose that could work. I suppose the thing is everybody, you know, when you're in a small company, you're planning ahead, if you've got repeated billing that you can look forward and go, right, we know what the tail off is, we know this, it just helps you to be able to do business, you know, because you don't end up with this horrible kind of j curve every time you release a product you go sell a load and then it just goes away and then you've got to make something else that goes you know if you if you That's could work said, though it's about yeah. maintaining the software companies it's not about helping the end user sure but ultimately but, if, but, if that, does, but, but that does end to help the end user because because in the past so many software companies that people like cherished and loved disappeared under the radar because they couldn't survive and you go oh shit I can't use Alchemy anymore, but it's in Logic, but it's not the same, and I can't load my sessions. At least, at least as these companies like Native Instruments or Roly or whatever you want, all these companies that sort of become bigger and bigger, you feel a little bit more security that your their products might be around for a long time to come, and that has got to be well, good for the end user. Well, I'm happy about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm happy about that part. It does help keep them in business, and that's lovely. Yeah. But let's not pretend who this yeah. is for. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it's like Jerry Springer. Uh, yeah, awesome. 
Um, I was going to bring another one in, but I think we might actually be kind of towards the end of the uh, end of the show. And I, as I said, I'm going fishing, so I wanted to. I wanted to get. Uh, I'm going. Fly, I bought a new fly reel, and I'm going to go and do some analog behaviour that doesn't require any computer. In fact, last time I went, I forgot my phone, and it was great because I could. Apart I'm going from, train could, spotting. Are you excellent? Good for you. No, not really. Good for you. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, you could. Sorry. Can, can you see the trains from your window, or do you have to go to a special uh, uh, viewing no, I've, platform? I've got a little lake. I've got a lake outside my window, so I can actually you can actually fish in the lake from my window. Awesome! I'll, come to, your, I'll come to your house. Yeah, that okay. sounds perfect. Okay. Uh, folks, thank you ever so much uh, for that. I know we uh, we we kind of meandered a little bit around, but it's interesting. I think the the output thing does bring uh, does raise a lot of interesting questions, and it does also uh, it raise the issue of this kind of the, the stability of any manufacturer and any of these people and i suppose it's just you know it's just it's another model which as it becomes a norm that it's another way that you can make things happen but there are still alternative ways anyway so anyway thank you very much for that um ty and rich uh, i guess you're uh you're you're having a jolly day out now are you we're gonna we're gonna wander into uh oxford i'm going to show rich the wonders of oxford oh lovely and, uh, yeah and go and have something to eat if you thought parking was a nightmare in uh, at the hotel, parking in Oxford is even worse. Oh, <laughs> Get perhaps, a bus. Me in, perhaps me and what? Well, perhaps I'll speak to um, Gaz after this to see if we can zip down the motorway and meet you. Oh, yay! Wow. I would love to do it. I would love that. Do okay, it. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Brilliant. All right. I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. Awesome. Well, excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And uh, we'll I, leave, I, we'll I, leave I, and meet you halfway. <laughs> <laughs> We'll meet at the service station. We'll meet at Leigh Delamis. Yeah, um, right, yeah. That'll be lovely. Meet you in a car park and we can do the exchange there. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you very much for it. Thank you, uh, Richard and Ty Unwin. Thank you. I hope you have a lovely evening and uh, I will hope to see you at one of your repeat trips when I can synchronise my own diary with yours. That'll be lovely. Yeah, we'll thank you very much, gentlemen. And also, Mr. Yoad Neva and your lovely collection guitars. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, and uh, we we'll look forward to... Uh, what are you off to now? Are you back to uh, production and uh, mixing yeah, and all that uh, kind of stuff? I'm uh, production, mixing a lot. I have uh, some uh, mixes lined up uh, for me for the next couple of weeks and some uh, productions to finish, some songs to finish produ the production on. So, yeah, I'm at the studio. Studio so I've got, I've got a curious a mix right how long how long is too long if you're mixing? how long is a piece of mix yes um, um you know it's it's maybe not 30 hours like it used to be but maybe the 30 hours are spent in a across a different uh several days so right. I do a lot of the, the, the work actually on headphones and in the car and, and all that listening to the mix because tweaking it takes a second. So it's just making the mental notes of what needs to be changed. But so overall, I don't know how it, you know, it depends, but it doesn't happen in a day. I, it, it will take me a good few days to, to, to work on a mix where I work a few hours, a few hours here and there and then do a lot of listening uh, on headphones in between. 
Ah, interesting. And I think that's probably better because you can keep perspective as well because you kind of Absolutely. away from it. But makes sense. Anyway, Yoad, thank you very much for joining us. I look My forward pleasure. to speaking to you again soon. That's been a, a joy having you on. And also, uh, Mr. Robbie Bronneman over there in Bristol. Yeah. Um, it's it's an all too rare occurrence. So hopefully, we, and I, yeah. I have promised to come over and visit you as well, yeah. which I yeah. intend to do. I was just going to say, you asked me about gear. And the one thing I have got recently is my, my good friend, um, Thomas Walter at TC sent me this, which is brilliant. The new oh, is that the, is that the controller yeah. for it? Yeah, yeah, with the plug-in. It's brilliant. I've been using it in LA for a few of my projects. Yeah. It's really and you good. get to have like a little kind of uh, remote control on the, on, the, on the desk, which makes everybody... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Happy. It's really good. Excellent. Yeah. Pleased to hear it. Okay, folks, thank you very much for joining us. That was Sonic Talk episode uh, 536. Once again, don't forget to uh, check out uh, Isotope's Vocal Synth. That's isotope.com forward slash Vocal Synth. And also uh, the uh, Synchro Arts Revoice Pro 3, uh, 30% off till the 30th of June. If you just go to synchroarts.com or if you fancy using the URL bit.ly slash Revoice 30, we'll get you there. That's it for this time. We can give you all a wave as we head off. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, that's it for this time. See you next time. Bye-bye now.